food court. The movie podcast and Twitch stream where Sean and John and Carter <laughs> watch it, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. Hello and welcome, Carter. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> good i'm good i'm i'm living in a green screen where you can kind of make this out to be whatever i can't believe you have your uh, own twitching studio that's incredible well i uh i've been working out of it ever since the whole thing started you know is uh, it a twitch studio or is the back of a recycling it's hard to tell um tell from that wire right there can you deep fake stuff? a recycling bin. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of Nicolas Cage deep fakes. Been like, Whoa. wow, that's crazy. I'm Donald Trump. You know, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun. Um, I've been getting a lot of likes. Um, I've been, my family is, we've all been living off likes during these times. And um, so, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I, I, I love living in a, a studio. What was it? A Twitch studio? I live in a Twitch studio, a recycling bin. I <laughs> know, oh, it's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like recycling bin if, if for like LA real estate, that's that's a pretty nice sized house. Like a recycling bin dumpster, that would be a large a large <laughs> LA like residence. Yeah, you get it, you know, you can read the paper and stuff. You get, it's uh <laughs> yeah, it's uh you can drink water sometimes when people throw it out and they think it's a mistake it for a trash can. You get a little water. You get, it's get not lucky. Bad. I, I totally didn't. I didn't make him get lucky. I didn't make a mistake moving out here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> really, to be quarantined out here has been not regrettable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hell yeah. Uh, stuck away from every one of my friends during an unprecedented pandemic has been. Uh, choice <laughs> <laughs> well you got the fires coming soon don't worry you'll have some some partnership with the fires themselves <laughs> it's really nice when you have fires to look forward to <laughs> like, i kind of wish it would all just go at once yeah then you could be like are... jfk blown away what else do i have to say <laughs> leonard bernstein <laughs> one of the one of the moments, many moments in my life where I thought I was being really funny, I was asked to do the vocals for a cover band, do, and my song was We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel, and instead of uh, doing, oh, actually, no, I, I fucked up the joke even now. It was an oh. REM cover night, and I asked for It's the End of the World as We Know It, and then I just sang We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they actually got really mad. The, uh, wow. the guy who organized it got really mad. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? Well, Carter, the fire you've lit in our hearts is you chose for our weekly oh, movie excursion, the John Frankenheimer. Mm-hmm. I think it's 1966. Is that yes. correct? 1966. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I guess you can't call it a classic because nobody went to see this movie and nobody really. T- I think it's getting some some steam. Like it's getting that Criterion cred. But it's his, a cult classic. That's man. right. His movie, Seconds. Seconds. Yes. And Carter, what we do on this uh, Yah show is our guest, since you put us to the test, we're putting you on the stand. We need you to tell our food court listeners what the hell happened in Seconds. Mm hmm. Okay. 
All right, I will. Uh, uh, let's see. So this old guy uh, who is Arthur Hamilton, I think his name. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he starts receiving phone calls from his friend who died. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like, he's just, he gets this address and he's like, go to this address. And it's this, this, uh, shadowy, uh, it's this shadowy business known as the company. And what they do is, is they, uh, uh, take these wealthy old men and they, uh, give them a new life. They make them younger through plastic surgery. They fake their death with a cadaver that looks like them. And uh, they basically take 20 years off of them and uh, give them a new life doing whatever it is they wanted to do. Uh, for their, but they didn't have a chance to because of responsibilities to their family. So this guy, um, he, uh, he, gets, he accepts the treatment. Yeah. And uh, the original Arthur Hamilton is played by John Randolph, who is the dad on Chevy Chase's side. I was going to say. Vacation. I, I was like, that's definitely the dad from Christmas Vacation. Yeah, he's wearing uh, quite the rug in this picture. Quite the rug. Quite the rug. <laughs> and uh, so he accepts it, and uh, um, and death's faked and everything, and he, he realizes that, you know, I guess he, his his wife and his relationship have fizzled out, and his only he's estranged from his only daughter, so he accepts the treatment, and uh, he gets his plastic surgery, and he comes out looking 20 years younger like Rock Hudson. Yeah, yeah. He, said, he said his dream was to look like the most handsome gay man who ever lived. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's... Also, interesting casting choice for living a life <clears throat> not your own that other people put on for you. Uh, oh. Knowing what we know about I mean, this, the subtext is endless because I'm pretty sure this might be where Sean gets to correct me later after looking it up. Pretty sure John yeah. Randolph was like one of the big... Like Dalton Trumbo blacklist guys, and I think this was his comeback. Was really? Was. Yeah. He hadn't been in a movie for like fifteen years. Yeah, it was fuck. Like, because so, he was. Yeah, he got blacklisted big time. Because uh, a couple people in the movie did. I think like uh like some of the older guys in the company were also blacklisted actors. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't Ronan era. Like I'm just gonna make the most badass car chase movie ever. Uh, this this is like when he when this guy made movies back in the day. He didn't come to play. He tore. Uh, he tore America a new one, a hundred percent of the time. Uh, <laughs> between this and Manchurian Candidate, uh, it kind of oh, probably yeah. changed the way lots of people thought about uh, their country and their uh, s- political situation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh wait, no yeah. one saw this movie because people who wanted to see a Rock Hudson movie sure as hell weren't ready for this, and people who no. wanted a movie like this sure as hell weren't ready for Rock Hudson. So nobody saw this movie. Bastards. It, 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 I think it appealed to like you know a very small portion uh, of it. And do you want me to spoil the end or whatever? Well, oh yeah, we don't. You're supposed to have seen it. We gotta yeah. spoil it. So we gotta spoil it. So so he becomes Rock Hudson, uh, um, and his name his new name is uh, Tony uh, Tony Wilson. Uh, because the reason I know this Wilson. is because Tony Brian Wilson. Wilson thought every time they said Mr. Wilson that Phil Spector had somehow programmed that into the film. Yes, folks, this movie, this movie, not lysergic acid and fame, is what drove uh, Brian Wilson insane. Hey, well, I heard it's like Brian Wilson got to this movie late, and it's like the line was, uh, come on in, Mr. Wilson, and he thought that was directly speaking to him, and it fucked with him because it's like, 
Like, he thought, like, the whole movie was about, like, his downfall or whatever. And it, like, I mean, he was obviously on the verge of losing his mind anyway. But, like, yes. yeah, this, like, he, he thought that he enjoyed it. And also it scared him deeply when he saw the re- uh, repercussions that Tony I, Wilson faces. I or, can't say I blame him when I see Rock Hudson awkwardly making out with a topless woman in a vat full of grapes. The first thought I have is, I have got to get back to oh. my giant litter box in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm scared. That grapes... Graves part is like the most, oh, maybe, I don't know, I was going to say anti-COVID, but maybe pro-COVID thing. <laughs> that is like a COVID nightmare. It's just a oh. bunch of people just mulching grape, like smashed grapes into each other's genitals. It's, ugh. it's pretty, it's pretty, it's watching it now, that was intense. That was the most intense part. That oh, shit was like, that shit was like Burning Man to these 1966 people. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like the craziest thing. Midsummer's got yeah, nothing on seconds, baby. <laughs> you might be smashing heads with mallets. We got Rock Hudson twinkle tappy toeing all over these delicious grapes. Oh, yeah. Which was initially like a Ren fair situation. Yeah. And then everyone gets naked and starts fucking, you know, dancing around in the grapes. And uh, then the 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 woman who's who's in the love, his love interest is like, she ran out on her family. So she's like, just join me. Let's do it. You know, supposedly. And he gives in, and he's like, yay, so much fun, yay. Well, all I know is if you play What Will You Do uh, With a Drunken Sailor in the Hills of Malibu, it Uh, turns Rock Hudson into a werewolf. With the, well, they've got the fucking, (laughs) the one guy's playing the recorder the whole time, and he's just not nailing it. He, he, this is like third time playing the recorder, and he has not quite got Drunken Sailor down. Eventually, he throws the recorder over his shoulder. the same people. Go ahead, Carter. (laughs) I think they got some of the. I think they got some of the same people. This like cult to be in like the Rosemary's Baby cult. Oh hell yeah! Day, yeah. It's like the same facial hair, same thing going on. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, same I'm the sure guy with the recorder. I'm sure Frankenheimer and Polanski frequent the same underage hot tubs. I'm sure you know. <laughs> sure, they, they just pull. They just pull it from the same casting hot tub every time. But I mean. <laughs> At one point, they just throw they just throw the recorder over the shoulder and just start saying, "Stomp those grapes! Stomp those grapes!" <laughs> oh, so gross, so fucking super gross. gross oh, like, uh, yeah, and then they they have like full cups of it with the mashed grape like kind of floating on the top and drinking it. Like, you can't tell me they just fucking. I'm sure they actually grabbed some of the actual foot grape juice and drink oh yeah those are simpler times back then yeah there's pubes in there there's definitely pubes in there gotta let the pubes ferment i've always said that about a wine you wait notes of pubis (laughs) (laughs) oaky pubes Uh, this one uh tastes a little vinegary (laughs) 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 delicious (laughs) <laughs> what happens next carter uh so he's he's accepted his new life as an artist he also wants to be an artist in malibu a painter <laughs> impossible and, and no those are those are those, those two things can't happen <laughs> <laughs> you might you can be a hairstylist you can be a movie producer you can't be an artist live in a malibu beach house as a painter like that's fucking insane <laughs> but i guess i don't know i guess there was a thing in the 60s it also were wine cults in malibu <laughs> in the 60s but uh so so he's uh 
kind of coming into his new life and he's liking it and uh and uh, he also has the the company provides him with paintings so he like his like skill level matches up to that eventually is the idea uh but so and then he's eventually his his manservant john i think his name is guilty. yes uh guilty as charged <laughs> guilty. Uh, he goes <laughs> he he suggests they have a party so he has his party and he gets too drunk also side note rock hudson actually got plastered for that scene i believe it that scene. He, he seems he seems very convincing fucked up rock yeah. hudson's great in that in the whole movie but uh so he's he gets drunk and he starts saying all this shit they shouldn't be saying like he has a daughter and uh you know he knows what it's like to be a harvard man because he went to he said something he went to he said someone said something about being a harvard man he said he went to princeton which is not in line with his character and eventually it'd be uh he gets detained in the other room and everyone at that party is also what they call a reborn they're all went on went to the same uh, surgery too and the girl that he's been um uh, chasing after is works for the company. Yes. So this rubs him the wrong way, and he wants to he wants to be bo- reborn again. This he doesn't like this. Ugh. It feels insular, and, weird, you know, like a fraud. He feels like a fucking fraud. He is. So he's a fraud. Why and wouldn't so you want? Why wouldn't you want to be reborn when you're reborn into the perfect body of rock cuts and you get the point, <laughs> point blondes at wine orgies? Why wouldn't you want to go back to your sweet banking lifestyle where you're married to some Angela Lansbury wannabe? <laughs> <laughs> He's and got a Rolex. Who hates you? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> uh oh, we lost Carter. What happened I'm next, here. Carter? Oh, oh, you're here. Okay. Oh, sorry. I mean, he's probably forgotten. He's gotten. In, he's gotten so deep in. Carter's in too deep at this point. Where does this land, oh, our no, dear, no. our dear savior, Rock Hudson? Well, so he goes back to the company and he explains. You know, this is working out, and uh, <laughs> he's like, "I want to. I want to know. I want a new life. I want. I want to be reborn again." And they go, uh, "Well, you have to find a new candidate." That's mm. how he was found because his friend, who was supposedly dead, pegged him to be the, the candidate. So he's like, "Okay, let me think about it." And he gets put in this waiting room, and he gets put in the waiting room. And the person who he initially asked a question earlier when he was John Randolph, now he's Rock Hudson. He's this guy is is his friend. His friend recognizes him. And he's like, his friend, the like mayor that. from Jaws. <laughs> That's right, the mayor from what's his name? Murray? Is that him? Yeah, Murray Hamilton. I, I don't know his name, but that's definitely the mayor from Jaws. He looks so sure familiar. Well, I couldn't put a finger on either. That is the mayor from Jaws. Fuck I never man. forget a snappy suit. Oh, that's him. <laughs> okay, Lady A, as they say. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he, Murray Hamilton, his friend who set him up for it, starts crying because he's like, I get to be, I'm free now to be reborn again because I I don't know he gets he gets taken out of the waiting room and Rock Hudson's left in the waiting room mm. and this doesn't suit Rock Hudson at all Talk, he, he talks to the old guy who um, I think he's just called the old man uh, who's the leader of the company and he's mm-hmm. like um, you know I want to be reborn and I can't think of anybody I just can't think of anyone I'd subject this to and they like well we'll fix it we'll fix it and they put him on this um, hospital bed, and they wheel him off, and they essentially drill a hole in his head and kill him. Yes. Yeah. 
The end. Uh, so yeah, the end. <laughs> and it fades to like they drill a hole in his head. It fades to white, and then you see two people walking on a beach. I think it's him and his daughter. I think so. Reunited on the beach. Reunited. Well, Carter, I'll give you points for thoroughness. Uh, I feel feel like our viewers, if you didn't catch the picture, you've now lived the picture. But what Carter didn't bring up (laughs) is how stylistically bizarre this movie is for a 1966. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It shot so well. I was really surprised. Well, it's in stark black, stark, very contrasty, very like chiaroscuro, black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the cinematographer's name. I know he's the cinematographer who's like, like even the way this this film is like put together, it's like the, not the outcast of Hollywood, but the way Fr- Frank and I were put it together, like, because that is the Asian uh, cinematographer who's really famous. I think it's, I think it's. Last name might be Wong, but he had it was like Wong a, Howe. Yeah, yeah. He he had like a he had a very a scandalous marriage to a white woman that wasn't even allowed. So he really put this together, and, and he he has a lot to say about. <laughs> this is our second week in a row we're watching a movie that kind of picks apart the notion, and very specifically in this movie of dreaming and the American dream. Uh, yeah, and and this is definitely one of those monkey's paw, be careful what you wish for, uh, type plots yes. for sure. Um, and like America's obsession with youth and staying young. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Even though Rock Hudson uh, doesn't really seem that young to me anymore, but but yeah. <laughs> right? in the movie he's supposed to be like this picture of like young health, and he's like fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he still looks perfect. He's Rock Hudson. Looks great. great. He's hot. Great. <clears throat> but uh, you hot, know, so. but it, it is funny, and I guess compared to. Hell, Randolph couldn't have been that much older than him. What do you think Randolph was? Probably 10, 10 years, years older. Old? Yeah. Would you at, really? At would, most. Yeah. Would you really like leave your wife and your child behind just to get ten years younger? Yeah, I think I would. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, you go ahead, Carter. I'll say at least thirty. Like, wouldn't you want to at least be put back at the? I wouldn't want to be like twenty again. He should have been transformed into Montgomery Clift, Montgomery Clift, or oh, something. Oh you know? yeah, red yes. hot gay yeah. Hollywood meat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, one thing I don't quite understand is like, okay, so if I now, as a very old man, got turned into a younger man, my body would still feel like shit, right? Wouldn't it? Is that what the what the exercise does? Is that right. supposed to make him feel better? I would. I feel like my body would still feel like shit. To reread over like the plot because I was like, wait, so it's not like a new body. It's like his body, but it's just like with plastic surgery. So yes, like, his <laughs> a- joints and shit still ache like yeah. crazy, and like he still has a bad heart, but his face looks like Rod H- Rock Hudson. Can he even use that string bean on that hot wine orgy woman? Probably not. I, I don't think so. Are his pubes gray? Let's let's get to the heart of the matter here. I mean, well, I think, the, I think they would have outfitted him with new pubes. New. Yes. Like, what are you gonna luscious, do about that? What are you gonna do pubes. about that ball skin, gentlemen? <laughs> you wow. You gotta tighten up those nads, I would assume. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> So, uh, before we get into our favorite yes. and least favorite things about this picture, uh, I kind of just want to talk about, like, so I, this picture, I feel like I'm supposed to like it a lot more than I do, and I think it's mm. a very interesting movie, but yeah. in the end, it just seems like 
a really long episode of the Twilight Zone at times. Exactly. I wrote that exact <laughs> phrase down. <laughs> and it's really, it really a cool does movie. Feel like that. And there's a lot of ideas that like going from like Twelve Monkeys to Eternal's Sunshine of the Spotless Mind to like countless movies that this obviously influenced. And this is obviously a good movie, but or influential movie. But it's at times it felt a little bit like reading like Ulysses, where it's like, all right, dude, yeah, I get it. This is the beginning of stream of consciousness writing, but I don't necessarily want to read it again. And I wouldn't say it was that <laughs> that uh, much of a chore for me, but it was definitely like because the path has been so well trod now. The first set of footprints, you can't really make them out for how um, indelible they were. It's not really the most sure. fun, most fun movie to watch. Nor was even compared to like Frankenheimer's recent work, like Manchurian Candidate. I think says a lot of the same things, yes, with a much better mm-hmm. script. And then honestly, like the Lawrence Harvey performance, to me, I know Carter loved the. Uh, Rock Hudson performance, but like, if you gave Lawrence Harvey this role, I think it's a much better movie. Um, I can see that. I, I feel like yeah. Rock Hudson doesn't bring. Rock Hudson' performance was pretty broad. I thought. I think this is also tough. This is a tough one to perform because, at at least as far as I can tell, the movie is about how he doesn't have any dreams, and so mm-hmm. like his dream to yeah. be young is just like I don't know. I guess I'll just be young. So it's like, well, what is your performance yeah. then? It's just like, well, I got nothing. I blew it. <laughs> well, I, felt, I felt like Hudson was... I, I think it's like... Go ahead. I feel like half of it was like, you know, well, yeah, it's, he, he has no ambitions. He's like, I want to be a tennis champion. And they're like, that's not happening. Nah, dude. Okay. But like, yeah, like I think Hudson brought a lot of that, you know, uh, I'm a lead man, man's man, but I'm gay sort of... His performance at like maybe in hindsight it was like more interesting to see at the time maybe it played as a little broad right but like uh, I think considering like maybe with the character he identified with it I mean like, I know like it, Kurt Douglas was supposed to be one of the people or Kurt Douglas oh, was supposed to be one of the people Frank and I were different oh, picture oh, I, I do, Rock Hudson goes for it like he really goes yes, for it in this movie for sure but I just didn't feel like he had the world weary old man under a new you know under a, a fresh paint of coat of paint yeah. energy he, he didn't bring it other than like i didn't dislike his performance in that he wasn't he was just being like Clint Eastwood just going through the motions or something or just playing himself he really went for it it just didn't mm-hmm. really i i felt like it kind of this movie needed like a star it needed like a mm-hmm. like a star turn to carry it because Honestly, the script doesn't carry it, uh, and then there's no one else. You know, he's on uh, sc- one version of this character is on screen for the entire movie, and I feel like the earlier Randolph version is so much more compelling. Even though he is not the Adonis god of the beach, he but he was yeah. so much more interesting to watch, and he was just Chevy Chase's dad with a wig on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to oh, get dude, blown I, off the screen by I that agree. guy. Well, that'll bring us to the first half is is much better, right? And and the first half half has like all the cool, all like the really trippy, bizarre uh, camera movement. Yes, like like the the really tight like close ups and yeah, yeah, like the following him and stuff. It it almost feels like the camera is is on his shoulder. Yeah, like it feels it feels like it reminded me of John has seen this movie. I don't know if you've seen Blair Witch Project. 
Got it. No, not exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> there is a German movie that that's super fucked up called Angst. Uh, I think it's on, sh- <laughs> it's on Shutter right now. But, like, there are some yeah. movements that are sort of, like, the similar thing where it's, like, it's not subjective because you're not seeing what he sees, but it is, like, so locked on to what he's doing. Like, oh, yeah, dude, it follows crazy. him. Uh, Makes everybody Anxious. look like Aphex Twin, man. Yeah. Everybody looks like Aphex Twin. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it does feel like that in so many ways. Like, it, it is super weird I mean, wide-angle lenses the, uh, and... Uh, like, the, like, the opening sequence with, like, the Saul Bass uh, uh, credits on mm. top oh, of yeah. shit. Uh, uh, but uh, the, uh, the opening sequence was, has been used by a good many metal bands for, for their album art. Like the, uh, yeah, like that, uh, that scene where, like, the guy's face is all like, splattered across. It was used... Uh, by the band Godflesh for their first EP. Oh wow! Like An image from that from that movie. Yeah, that's kind of where I heard about the movie. So I was like, Oh, oh right shit. on. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking heavy, dude. This movie is <laughs> fuck, bro. If you're watching like a bunch of Tool videos and someone's like, "Dude, you should watch Seconds," and you watch this, you are so fucking pissed off. You're like, "Yeah, what is this shitty ass Twelve Monkeys bullshit?" <laughs> Why are they fucking dancing in the wine? <laughs> and it, it it is like a just a big Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episode. Yes, like absolutely. I would say a, a decent one, right? Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, but this isn't like no, I, Burgess I, Meredith finally getting stumbling into his bunker at the end of the world, and oh dear, my bifuckles have been broken. This isn't William Shatner with a gremlin <laughs> on the wing of the plane. This is like yeah. some like. Me- medium, very medium Twilight Zone. This might even be an Outer Limits episode, boys and ghouls. <laughs> wow, that's cold. Oh. <laughs> there are plenty of bad Twilight Zone episodes. Cold, sure. And it's definitely not be... the Robert Culp demon with a glass hand uh, Outer Limits episode. Let's not get hasty. I've never... Whoa, <laughs> that's I've never the, seen that That's one. the one that Terminator's ripped off from. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Robert, Fuck yeah. Robert motherfucking Culp, man. Hell yeah. That's an underrated. Hell fucking yeah. That dude hung All out right. with Bill Cosby. A lot. Uh-oh. That's a hard man. That dude Danger. made like a fun, raucous, comedic TV show with Bill Cosby, and then made like a twisted, uh, hardened cop drama with Bill Cosby, <laughs> which which I argue is the closest to real Cosby we ever got, because Cosby's just a complete bastard in that one. And as it turns out, really, uh, it's kind of be... it's called Hickey and Boggs. What insane Hickey movie? And Boggs? Hickey and Boggs. Directed by Robert Culp, written by Walter Hill, and starring Bill Cosby. That's madness. We're way off track, and we got to get back to seconds. Carter, we're going to let you go first since you are the guest. What was your favorite, your hero, your hero of the picture? What was your, what was the meatiest and best part to you? Oh, man, the meatiest and best part to me. That's tough. Um, Mm. I would say... Mm. Probably like everything with John Randolph, and then part where finally reveal it's cuts and he's got like the little stitches and everything, and then the, the single tear. Yeah, in the mirror and shit. Uh, that was probably. I was like, I, I, I will say slightly dipped in my expectation from there, but at, since that point, I was like, oh, it's going to get crazier and crazier, and so probably from that point, I was like. I really liked that part where they revealed that it. part. That part I call that part Frankenheimerstein's monster. 
Whoa! Holy cow, Sean. Holy crap. Sean, Scales. it's your turn to see how many of these you can fit into a scant five minutes. I've got a thousand. Um, <laughs> I uh, Titles, obviously. We talked about the titles. The titles I knew it would be a race to see who could suck off Saul Bass first, and Sean's the winner. Titles <laughs> I did it first. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he did it first. Also... I don't love Goldsmith's mu- music in this, but right. the music during the titles. This was is Jerry awesome. Goldsmith. Yes, man. This ah, what a killer crew. Yeah, really good shit. Yeah, right. Um, there he gets in a meat truck at one point. Does uh, Arthur, and the back of the meat truck says, "Honest Arnie, the used cow dealer." I just love that it says <laughs> yeah, used, used cow, cow dealer. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> horrifying. Um, I liked, uh, there's no way I'll pronounce his name right, Kidie, the, he's like the, I think he's playing an Asian dude in this, but he's an Egyptian dude. He's oh, also in Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, the general yeah, yeah. from Manchurian yeah. He's amazing. He, oh, he's so good. And he's, I mean, he's playing essentially the same character, this yeah. kind of like, like sweet, friendly dude who's also really evil, and you're like, oh, this guy makes me Let, deeply let's uncomfortable. Let's be real, he, this is uh, in the Manchurian Candidate universe. It might as well be the same you know, style of filmmaking, style of oh, film. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yes. luckily, I love it, it, this style of filmmaking, style of film. So Yes. It works for me. It, it was in uh, what Frankenheimer's Paranoia tri- Trilogy. What's the other one? It's called Candidate and a movie called The Way of the Mark, and it's got Kirk Douglas in it. And I've never seen this. Movies. Are you sure it's not uh, The I Isle of Dr. It. Moreau? <laughs> Starring Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando. <laughs> Or I think he made that oh, terrible see, Marlon Brando the score movie with uh, uh, Ed Norton and De Niro. I think that's also Frankenheimer. Oh no, Frankenheimer's career. Why did career, he do that? I haven't. I didn't know his later ones. Outside of Ronan, Frankenheimer's career kind of ends with a whimper. Um, yeah. Well, for uh, me, yeah, since I lost the race to Saul Bass's titles, not once but mm-hmm. twice, um, I guess I'll just go with Frankenheimer's. To me, like very uh, off kilter for the era, sense of presentation and style. Like mm-hmm. by '66, like this movie looks and feels older than 1966 to me. It feels like it's a movie made in the 1950s, skewering the notions and ideals of the 1950s, and that's interesting hmm. to me. But then he does it with like fisheye skate cam lenses. Yes, and like like almost surrealist (laughs) imagery and uh so to me like this is just an era of frankenheimer that i definitely need to seek out this way of the mark thing because like we've talked about like movies like parallax view have come up in conversations a lot Mm -hmm. in the twitterati you know but to me this is like a better example of like the Movies about that type of paranoia and control in our daily lives. Like, this is a movie that hits home and hits harder. Uh, although, I will say, and uh, this will be my low main, low man of the picture. Whoa. Um, low man on the totem pole. I feel like the script kind of is so holy, like holy like a sock, not holy like the Bible, not holy right. like complete, but so like kind of paper thin at points and steps on its own dick way too often for my liking like uh <laughs> it, it just it can it can be kind of a clunky picture i feel like the people making this movie elevate it and i and i like the general ideas behind the movie and feel like oh yeah this is a cool notion but maybe maybe i just feel that way because it's been done so many times now 
And mm. movies like this have been made, you know, th- we've seen this twist before. Uh, you know, th- th- this is like this is like a black and white uh, Jacques Tournier version of Logan's Run in a way. <laughs> sure. Good good analogy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's absolutely. just like, uh, it just doesn't, it, the, the, the script to me kind of lets it down at times. Like, I really don't understand, and I'm not a, like a script nitpicker. I don't give a shit about the script usually, uh, or plots. But it's just like when, when, when they're like, well, you need to find someone to replace you as a reborn. Like, why? Why does he need to do that? That was kind of that, that. That's my low man, uh, low man on the totem pole. Whoa. Is that is like they throw so much at the end, just nonsense yeah. plot shit. Yeah, Pyramid they, scheme. They throw so many different plot points at the end when they should be wrapping stuff up. They start adding more shit in the last twenty minutes. Like, to the point where I was like, maybe this would have made more sense if I was alive in nineteen sixty six. Maybe this is like an oblique reference to something that I don't understand. Maybe it's an oblique reference to naming names like Communist Party shit. I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. it, it must mean something to somebody because it doesn't make any sense as a story. And it kind of just, you know, if I, like I, I was fine with the movie with the movie with the movie when it was just like a really good episode of The Prisoner or a really bad episode of Twilight Zone. Speaking of which, what if Patrick McGoohan had played this character? Oh, yeah, McGoohan. Screaming at us. <laughs> Can you imagine Patrick McGoohan delivering the line, parade around like a prize stud? <laughs> Do you remember that line? <laughs> he gets up and he's finally got Rock Hudson's cock and balls, and he's like, yeah, now you can parade around like a prize stud. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that the same doctor who at the end's like, you were my finest work. Yes, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's your that's your low man, Carter. Sean, that leaves us to you. What was the, what did you not like about seconds? Um, okay, a few things. Mostly I there were just a few times when I thought scenes didn't need to be as long as they need were. Right. Like, okay. If this movie was an hour and a half, oh baby, how how good would this movie be? Man, what if it was but a like, thirty minute Rod Serling TV show episode? Well, exactly, yeah. But <laughs> like the the wine scene, right. I get the point. Is like okay, he's driven insane. Like essentially, at some point, he has gone so insane that he's like, well, fuck it, I'm insane. I'll enjoy this thing that I'm clearly not enjoying. Like at some at right. some point the the switch flips and he's like, well I hate this. It's called but... pulling a Rock Hudson's whole career. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's like, well I guess I don't want to be in this gross pit with these people. Guess but I better at wine some point, this woman. I guess I better do it. And then they do sort of the same thing in the cocktail party where like his decline is too long. And eventually, like the where they get to the point where he is like. Okay, everybody at this party is also fucking weird. Uh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, everybody at this party is I is part of the conspiracy. They're testing me. That's kind of cool. But they're so so long with him, just like I'm singing a Harvard song. I'm singing a Harvard yeah. song. Of course, Sean didn't like any of these fucking drunk scenes, man. Sean's a fucking Mormon. He's a Mormon. I am. I am. This is the second best movie to have Harvard <laughs> sing-alongs. This is a crucifixion. <laughs> Hold on, I've got more. Burn, I've got more burn after reading jokes. Uh, because this is the second best uh, plot twist involving Harvard uh, sing-along songs or Princeton sing-along songs after uh, John Malkovich and Burn After Reading holding a turkey yes. leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get what, you, but is that it, doesn't it? 
You go ahead, Chart. Okay, sorry. Um, I do think, Sean, no, uh, say, it's kind of fun. George Clooney going, oh, what a... <laughs> yeah. I do think <laughs> <laughs> Carter's gone full uh, full Blair Witch mode on us. Uh, I do think, Sean, you, uh, these okay. scenes that you brought up, uh, I kind of enjoyed like the Orson Welles level uh, like overindulgent filmmaking of it all. <laughs> sure. It, it really looked Ooh. like that, that film that uh, Bogdanovich really? just pieced together. I think it was it called like... Last oh, of the wind, or side of wind. Yes, side of wind. Yeah, it uh, it really Other felt like it was wind. like it was like. So this is fucking insane, and and to yes. uh, and to like certain <laughs> stay at art uh, like audiences of the '60s and shit. They must have been kind of blown away by it. Although maybe not. This is like the peace and love era, so maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. And they're already used to like seeing Elliot Gould's balls in movies, so maybe not. But to me, <laughs> you know, I'm watching a uh, you know a. a John Frankenheimer thriller, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "There's a breast. There was a breast." And then mm-hmm. you know, and then they're stomping wine, and Rock Hudson's getting dunked, and uh, you know, like Punani juice wine. It, 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 it took me for a, a wild ride. It was a, it was like a mid, it was like a a, a a midsummer moment for me. Like yes, I, I kind of enjoyed I, that shit. Definitely agree though. Like with because the, the pace of the film was so taut beforehand. Yeah. When you get there, it's so indulgent. And then when they're like on the beach, like caressing, you're like, what am I watching? You know what I mean? Like, yes. it gets like, you get what you're watching, but it's like, it's still so like, the tone has changed completely. And it kind of changes back when he figures out everyone else is a reborn. Yes. I, I ha- have like two more positive things, if it's okay. If <laughs> He's going okay. back. He's going back for seconds, y'all. Okay. One. <laughs> one. And this is a small one. At one point, Rock is looking at the ocean, and he turns around, and he's wearing a cardigan, but no shirt under the cardigan. Just yeah. a cardigan and chest underneath. <laughs> Just a full, uh, Rock, hot Rock Hudson chest. Hudson, man. Yes. Uh, and uh, as he is about to die, as he's about to get a sweet drill in his head, there's a kind of a sort of priest... He's like an interdenominational priest man who <laughs> I don't know why the we fuck they have those a priest Episcopalians, there. Sean. Whoa! But I don't know. Like it's so it's cool. I like it, but it's also weird. Like why the fuck is why why do they give him a priest? I don't know. But at, right before he he leaves the room as they're about to drill him, he quickly says. Got me with you, sir. Like, and he gets the fuck out. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, uh, got me with you." I think, I, think it's, I think it's God be with you, and then like, bring me the brain draining instrument. I think that guy says it a couple times. Like, I've been a minister, a priest, a rabbi. Like, he's been reborn a bunch of times too, or something. Or you know, he's just had his uh, his taste, a little taste test of each of the religions. Yeah, everyone should do. I think. That's yeah, just called man. listening. That's just called listening to the Joe Rogan podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> don't you say don't shit about Joe Rogan, dude? Hell no! I'll cancel ever... you. I'll cancel you. Cancel you in the octagon, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but all um, in all, I mean, I don't know how you guys felt. Like seconds is definitely worth a look, and definitely yes. has like some like really excellent ideas that I think were a springboard for practically an entire genre of like speculative fiction, like weird sci-fi movies in this vein. Uh, so, I mean, I still think of it as a success. It's just like, if you describe this movie to me, I honestly think 
that I would have thought I would like it more than I actually did in practice. Uh, yes. I still like it, it, but, but you know, it's just kind of like a, kind of a, less than the sum of its parts in a weird way. Yeah, almost immediately, there was probably like maybe 25 minutes in when I was like, this is, a, this does feel like a long Twilight Zone episode. Like, there mm-hmm. at that point, and once, once I like, put my finger on that i was like oh boy i'm never gonna get that out of my head this 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 movie is never gonna recover from the fact that i realized this is a twilight zone episode it's kind of like it's like when you're watching one of those bbc um like mystery shows or or bbc movies or bbc series and as soon as you notice that bbc style of filmmaking you're like this is a fucking TV show. It'll never be anything but a fucking TV show. He <laughs> can't like aspire past. It can't aspire past what what that BBC level of filmmaking, which is a high level of filmmaking. But you're still like, this is a fucking Agatha Christie murder mystery. This is <laughs> yeah. not even. Why am I watching yeah. fucking five episodes of this? You know, you just it just kind of gets stuck. Like occasionally, like oh yeah. <laughs> Even if you're bummed, it's like a cage. Like, oh, it's getting a little weirder, though. Yeah. Weirder. Uh, so. <laughs> you see that? Ep- <laughs> you see that episode of Black Mirror? I don't watch fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, watch I like films. cinema. Okay. Yeah. If you tell me you, if you think I Black Mirror cinema. is like the best thing to come out in the last few years, you probably you don't know this, but you also like Poldark. God damn it! You're just my old, you're old my my old man <laughs> sitting in a restaurant watching bullshit. Get these nine <laughs> to a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> with the boys of food court uh, like- that, uh carter before we get out of here uh please tell us where we can find you online and what you've been up to lately oh god you can find me uh on uh, <laughs> hell yeah Instagram, nice um you can uh you can find me i'm a, i'm a, on this this podcast called the goods from the woods I, with my friends uh uh rivers langley and sam harder out here in Fuck los yeah. angles and and uh, you know, um, yeah, I got some stuff coming out. I I suppose. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna try to get a website up soon. A lot of different stuff going on. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Uh, don't make everybody. Don't do it. Um, it's it's. I, I live in hell. I live in a hell hole, and I, I'm in hell. Uh, you know, it's a uh, all good. There's more stuff than Netflix. You know, don't just watch Netflix. Watch other shit. Get the Criterion Channel. BBC. Uh, Sean, tell them BBC. where, when, and where, and how they can find us. Uh, okay, on Twitter you can go at Food Court Cast. On Instagram you can do Food Court Movie Podcast. Uh, we're on all of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, if you're not watching us on Twitch, you should follow us on Twitch. It's just Twitch.tv/FoodCourtMoviePodcast. May I do a big announcement, John? Hit Is me. that okay? Is it too early or is it too late? It's just on time. Next week, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. Who will be joining us, Sean? Uh, my good friend and yours, the a man named Mark Anunson, who has never, oh. never been on the show. Uh, I tried to get him on the show a few times, but he he didn't want to. He's so too I don't... damn big for movie theater seats. We had to wait <laughs> so. for the COVID. Oh, I wanted to pay him. The thing about doing the show when we went to the movies is that I would buy you food and right. a movie. We would Why wouldn't people. you want to do that? And Mark so, uh, actually is doing. one of the great people to go see a movie with 
Because Mark will do the ultimate movie prank, which is when you get in the movie theater, you make sure your <laughs> friends go first. Your friends go sit down. Then when you get into the movie theater, you look around for your friends for an insane amount of time and never find them. Even looking, you got to do your hand like this, like you're looking over the Matterhorn or something. And, and yep. Mark would just drag that as long as he could. And then uh. in the piece de resistance, <laughs> Mark would get... The only thing you can get at a movie theater that is completely inedible, which is snow caps. Oh, they're good. And then he turns to you. Don't oh, listen to Sean. Christ. And then he turns to you, snow caps? Because <laughs> he knows you're going to say no. A bastard. I'd ate like a thousand of those snow caps. What are we going to be May watching? I... This is going to blow both of your fucking minds. Is it Time Cop? Uh, he loves Time Cop. It is not Time Cop. In my opinion, it's something even what? better. It's a film by uh, a man you may have heard of named Paul Verhoeven, uh, and it's about oh. these uh, boys from Brazil who go up to space to fight some bugs. It's a little film called Starship Troopers, Ooh, <laughs> and I am played. really so excited about if, this. If Seconds hasn't like made you yearn for the death of the American dream, oh, yeah. Starship Troopers will, will, will do it to you. Yes. A vapid, empty world this is on its ruled right. by plastic fools. <laughs> yeah, we're really getting balls deep oh, into some boy. fascism lately. Hey, why it's not? Like every... <laughs> on, and, you know, it's trending. It's trending right now. It's hey, really big right now. We accidentally celebrated a fascistic cop on uh, Black Lives Matter Day, so we we're, we got some catching up to do. We're trying to be good. We're trying to be good huh. boys. Well, Carter, thanks for being on the podcast with us, buddy. And for Sean and Carter, John yeah, Burr saying... Bon appétit! <laughs>